I'm chatting with Birds of Prey right now. You guys did a live show for us on Monday. It was fucking great. Uh, I want to know how did your music education start? Like not not exactly how when you started playing instruments, but when when did you start listening to music and and who was who was responsible for that? I think we all we we looked at that question and we all like thought of like our dads and like our fathers, but I think mostly Noel. Um, yeah, because basically my dad was uh, he was um, an entertainer for seniors. Um, he would go to like residencies and um, play um, music that the residents would love. So like Elvis Presley, um, a bunch of that old stuff. And um, uh, I feel like his taste in music had a super big impact on me. I was when I was a kid. Even we would go down like country roads and listen to the Beatles and stuff. And I thought that was super <laughs> lovely. Yeah, us, it was probably just like listening to music that our dads are forcing us to like in the car. Like, yeah, they're, and they're so like, oh, listen true. to this. It's so good. Yeah. That's on the 10 hour. Yeah. Totally. No, One CD on the. Oh my God. I had the exact same thing. Did you guys, do you guys remember any specific albums that your dads would play in the car? <laughs> my dad was really, he is still really into Willie Nelson. Yeah. Um, okay. There's one, it's like the redheaded something. Uh, so like an early Willie Nelson album. And that was just constantly playing mm-hmm. every time we were in the car. And it was like psychedelic rock, Québécois music. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't even know the band. <laughs> he would just find some like CDs. It was kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, the Beatles though. The Beatles kind of goes for everyone oh yeah. for sure my for dad uh my dad would listen to um double fantasy by john lennon a lot mm-hmm. yeah so, no those are good yeah there's something about dads who just they have to force their music <laughs> taste on their daughters whether they like it or not <laughs> um and then did you guys have any like artist obsessions when you were growing up any bands that you were just completely fangirling over? One Direction. <laughs> oh my god, funny story. Funny story, actually. Um, so my mom got this super expensive carpet. Brand new. It was white. It was really beautiful. Fluffy, everything. And it was the week that I found... It was the day that I found out that... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. It was the day that I found out that Zane had left One Direction. <gasps> no. <laughs> So I cried so hard, I threw up all over their white, brand new, expensive rug. <laughs> oh my god. That was a really what? sad day. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's so good. Me, me the, pro- the, the first obsession I had, I think it was Biba Doobie. Mm-hmm. More when I was like 12 or something. And then I just followed her through like her growing up. And Wait, I, like, grew up you, were, you were early to it. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, I saw, I discovered her on like Instagram, and then I, I like, she came out with coffee, and I was just like obsessed with it. And then uh-huh. it was, it just like went on with the years. It, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm like a early, early super fan of no, Totally. Did you? Um, this is I. I did this personally. Did you ever record yourself like playing guitar and singing that song specifically? I feel like oh, it was made for that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, like absolutely, I have, and I posted it on many social platforms no. without shame. Without shame. <laughs> that's that's awesome, just, though. Like, 
So did you, Clarence, so you, you posted yourself playing music like on social media. Mm-hmm. Did the rest of you guys do that too? Like when you were growing up? Absolutely not. There Absolutely was like not. no way in hell that I would ever. And then here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I learned um, Mary by Alex G not a long time ago and I posted it on my thumb. That's cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, the, on people uh, posting music online? Do you find it cringy or is, do you just think it's like I part of it's, part of growing as a band? I think it's super cool um, just because it's something that I like never felt comfortable enough with or that I was like talented enough to post. Mm-hmm. So when I see like young kids doing it, I'm just like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Like yeah. that self-assurance that you have mm-hmm. is so important yeah so we got one direction obviously we got some viva doobie what are what are artists that are inspiring you right now what do you what have you been listening to lately that you think is influencing your your music right now i mean i have been for a really 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 long time on just like a total like riot girl kick Mm. like Bikini Kill has been on loop for a very, very, very long time. We were like big fans of Slut ever. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, Jess, Jess X and Kim's Montreal. Uh, no. Also, the Breeders. Yes. Like, yes. I would, I would die if I got to see them live. I was going to say, like, you guys reminded me a little bit. I don't know. You you did something in your show. And I was like, God, they sound like the breeders, like, right now. So. That's the actually the most the insane. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing, <laughs> No, they're sick. Um, so how do you how do you define the music that you play? If, you, if some asshole is like, oh, you have a band. What oh, kind of music do you guys uh, play? Think- what are you saying to them? I think it, it's funny because we didn't we didn't do that. We got people that told us what kind of music we did, so we got like that answer. Garage punk. That, yeah, mm. we were told so many times. You're so garage. You're so like garage punk, white girl. Like, and so we personally are just like, oh, we're just making some like some music, and <laughs> sometimes we scream in it. Mm-hmm. But like, for I, I guess we we got give, given the title of like garage, sort of punk. Yeah. Also, I think like a lot of the kind of genres that we've been placed in come with so much like, cultural baggage. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I don't really feel like we can give ourselves that title. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I would never call myself Riot Girl because I don't right. think that the music is. Mm-hmm. Just like I wouldn't call us punk because I don't think that our music necessarily is punk and there's just mm-hmm. so much more political like through that and then we don't give a political message yeah but it's just like like okay we're just making loud music yeah Yeah. you know i i will admit i thought you guys would have labeled yourselves riot girl because of the three r's in your in your band name um Mm -hmm. but but the 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 three r's in the the name are very much uh it's it's about it's about riot girl it's like it's um it's a it's an homage I guess where it's like we respect that culture so much and but we would not like call ourselves that but we just like respect it so much and we respect what it stands for so we decided to add it to our name cool yeah 
I like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been in other bands prior to Birds of Prey? Uh, <laughs> well, I have, uh, but I was in high school. I was like 14. Um, and I was with, I don't know if you know No Wave, but. Yeah, yeah, I do. I was with the, uh, I mean, it was, it was a band with um, me, the guitarist, uh, and then the drummer from No Wave. Okay. And like, two other people from our high school. And it was like a small little thing. And yeah, but yeah, that was the only band I was into before. Cool. And is that a uh, similar sound to, to the music you're playing now or, or has it changed? Not at band? all. It not was at like, all. Okay. Not at all. It was super French and like uh, mellow. Nice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask um, a little bit about like songwriting if you guys are writing as individuals or if you kind of write as a band and what that process normally looks like. I, I, there have been a few songs that have been kind of an individual piece, like Noelle's emo song that was totally Noelle who came up with everything. But I think for the most part, what kind of happens is that one of us will like come to practice with an idea or like with a sentence Mm -hmm. And we'll kind of just like brainstorm, throw out ideas and words. A lot of it is looking up synonyms for things. <laughs> you got the thesaurus um, handy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, oh, it's just kind of a collective effort, which I think is super cool because yeah. I also think you can, when I look at her lyrics, you can see whose brain did each. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is it that just stands out about about each? There's we have kind of like between the three of us, pretty distinct like lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me personally, just with the amount of time I've spent with these two, like yeah. it just is super clear. I'm sure it might not be to other people, but to me, it's like <laughs> very obvious. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. What was the last song you guys wrote and what was it about? We actually just like, we've been working on a super new one. It's called moving day. Okay. Um, it's kind of like when you, it's about a relationship, like whether that's a friendship, um, something romantic or even with like parents and family where like, you know that it's not good and that it's like, coming to an end so like you've already had time to mourn it to mourn the ending before the other person Mm -hmm. so it's like us kind of saying goodbye being like listen like this isn't good for either of us Mm -hmm. we've known this for a long time like let's just come to this realization and part ways as Mm -hmm. easily as we can Mm -hmm. I like that yeah I like that I'm gonna switch switch it up a little bit give you guys a bunch of just fast-paced little questions let's see uh dream band to open for who would that be whatever oh yeah yeah yeah. okay cool um do you guys have any favorite frontmen drummers bassists just performers in general that you're trying to emulate i think kim gordon from sonic youth Hell yeah. uh like just the coolest ever um, definitely a huge influence. What about you guys, uh, like Clarence Noel? 
Not I have I have no one really. I'm not, I'm not really. You're yeah. just doing your own thing. No, I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, what's your What's your favorite venue in Montreal to either to play oh. or to see shows? Escobar. Yeah, we're there like all the time. There all the time. <laughs> Sweet. Wait, where is that? Escobar. It's on Saint Denis. Yeah, Saint okay. Denis, like right near Station Montreal. Ah, uh, got it. Who have you who have you guys seen there recently? Who's been good? God Manchester. I don't know what's their name. Yeah, it's God Manchester. Yeah, God Manchester. We saw um <clears throat> Shunk. Super awesome. The bassist from Wardrobe is in Shunk. It was such a good show. We saw Trap there not a long time ago and it was an insane, beautiful piece of art, honestly. Yeah. That's awesome. We saw No Waves. Yeah, No Waves was there like a week ago. Golfer. Golfer. It's just so far, like only all the shows we've been to there are like super solid and just like a good time. The mm-hmm. atmosphere is always good. The crowd is always good. That's mm-hmm. awesome. The music. Yeah. yeah. And you guys go to shows together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love time, it. Yeah. I love it. Is anyone, I'm, I'm actually, I'm just curious, like any of you guys like scoping out the shows or you just kind of know to, to go to that place all the time? I think we definitely scope out shows. Like mm-hmm. I'll just, spend hours searching grace is hours. like grace is insane grace will like grace will know about every show ever really? like it takes her if, and if we're ever looking if we're like oh i'm down to go to a show it's like grace will be like give me five minutes That's and then in awesome. two she, she has like so many possibilities are you gonna are you gonna gatekeep your sources because i you totally can <laughs> <laughs> okay facebook is a really good place to look weirdly enough Huh. Facebook is where it's at. Okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> there's a Instagram account that just like Spooky Safari. Yeah. Spooky oh Safari. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that like, one. Like a weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. We love them. I, love I was going to actually and ask also, if you were them, but no, no, because no. <laughs> <laughs> they have a secret identity. I know. I know. I I so want to find out who it is. It's like Gossip Girl, but for Montreal. Right? <laughs> oh, any superstitions, pre-show rituals? Okay. I don't think Clarence and Noel are superstitious at all. I am maybe one of the most superstitious people alive ever. <laughs> okay. Um, there is one pick that I play with. If oh, I don't yeah. have that pick, I freak out. Like yeah. at our show... With Lucy, with Lucy King the Lyrium and Kingdom of Birds, I was wearing these shorts that don't have any pockets, and I kept putting my pick in my sock, and then I wouldn't be able to find it again. Fuck. And I was like, "No, I can't find it. I can't find it, guys. Where is it? Where is it? Have you seen it anywhere?" Um, like totally losing my shit. Um, and then I would find it, and then we ended up playing really well. So <laughs> I think it is totally it's because of the pick. It's because, it's because of the pick and because of my bass. I feel like if I play <laughs> with any other with someone else's instrument, like I won't be as good. Yeah, yeah hey, it's it, it could be all mental, but it still still matters. <laughs> Is there anything special about know, this I'm pick? Is it a particular, is it like thick and small or like does it have some it's, sentimental value? Clarence gave it to me. I don't think. I did. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I have never bought a pick in my life. That's great. I didn't even know. This Clarence, I'm, I'm learning things. Clarence <laughs> gave me that pick on like the second practice and I loved it and it was awesome. And I just 
the day that it breaks so cute. <laughs> the day that it breaks is going to be the day that birds of prey breaks up no. <laughs> oh my god by then you know what you should do you have to find the same pick and have a bunch of back i'm telling uh clarence and noel this in the back that is true just have, do that. have a few I'm backups absolutely yeah but I'm also always been superstitious like this, so really. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 really funny. Yeah, I mean, look, if it works, it works. I know we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta end this a little bit. So, where do you see yourselves in like a year as a band? Do you have any like plans for for changing your your sound or any places you want to play? Um, we I think well, Esco was a goal absolutely that we want to reach by next year and we know it's possible yeah. we've had the chance it's just like we we just want it to be like i don't know like a moment uh to to be not an opener too would be lovely yeah um and to just like make more merch have more shows make more things make music videos uh pull out music release an ep release an ep would be absolutely insane like just you know like keep working at it and not stop i think really nice. Yeah. Um, and then do you guys have any upcoming shows? We do. We do. Yeah. We have a show uh, by first at um, part of Montreal Nights Out, a uh, little like, festival. Nice. So, yeah. I, I was looking into that, that venue. It looks, it looks sick. It's going to be really, yeah, all like be really outside cool. Insane. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. That'll be great. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for chatting. I uh, I look forward to coming to your shows later. I want to see you at this. What is it, Escobar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see you there. I, I bet you guys can book it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, great chatting with you guys. 